Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week it's episode 52 and book 47. That's right. It's Troublemaker. And it's a dramatic tale. Sure is. It's a reminder that Sweet Valley is one of the few high schools, apparently, in America that has fraternities and sororities. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Like, we keep getting conflicting reports about this being a thing as well. Yes. Remember it was in that paperback crush book that, mm. like, they'd been outlawed in the 60s or 70s yes. or something? So, basically, the twins were running a criminal a gang. criminal gang. But then someone uh, sent me a message on Facebook, Annie Johnston, who says that... Her mother and several aunts were in sororities in high school <gasps> in the seventies. Ooh, and they like pledged and ago. yeah, and did hazing and had rivalries and all that stuff. But the school stopped it in the eighties, and by the time she went there in the mid nineties, there was no sign of them. And this was mm. in Virginia, so maybe it varied from state to state. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, you know, eighties, seventies, not that long ago. Maybe it took yeah. a while longer to get to whatever <laughs> I don't <know>. county <laughs> in, Sweet Val- in California, Sweet Valley is in Sweet Valley County, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, they are the the star of 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 the show mm. in this one. Yeah. So we'll get started with some taglines and blurbs. Do it. Cover tagline is: Has Julie Porter fallen for the wrong guy? Yes, absolutely. Yes, unequivocally so. <laughs> and the back cover blurb is: Blind love. Mm. Random phrase. Yeah, it doesn't really suit. So, here's the blurb. No one at Sweet Valley High can understand why a shy, sensitive girl like Julie Porter is attracted to someone as conceited as Bruce Batman. <laughs> but no matter what anyone says, Julie detects a warmth in Bruce's piercing blue eyes that's meant only for her. Julie's longtime neighbour and friend, Josh Bowen, isn't fooled. He's trying to get into Bruce's fraternity, and he knows what the arrogant senior is really like. When he hears that Bruce has invited Julie to a Pi Epsilon party as his date, he's sure that Bruce has a rotten trick in mind. Josh tries to warn Julie. I don't really think he has a rotten trick in mind, actually. I guess he... Well, um, he kind of does. Oh no! Oh no! He does have a rotten yeah. trick in mind. But I don't know how, if Josh really knows. Knows that? Oh, I think he suspects. I guess he suspects that Bruce isn't on the level. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Josh tries to warn Julie, and she's furious. She's never had a serious boyfriend before, and she can't understand why everyone's trying to spoil her happiness. But will Bruce make Julie happy, or is he just out to break another heart? <laughs> As usual, the yes. answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And the cover, I have to say, I am. Enraged. Who is he? Who is, is that person? Not Bruce. Oh Describe my God. it, please. I mean, it's it's an outrage. I mean, like I know Bruce is terrible, but they've really fucking screwed him with this cover. 
It's also, it's not him. It's not. Bruce like, it's has not. an iconic face. He's got that young John Barrowman yeah. matinee idol face. We've seen him on a few covers. Giant lips. Like, he's a handsome dude. We've seen him <laughs> on multiple covers. He always yeah. looks the same. He even looked the same when we only saw him in the form of a photo. Photo. The headshot. <laughs> on Regina's table. Yeah. So, yeah. like, this makes no sense at all. But it's, nope. um, so it's Julie, um, is in the middle so Bruce mm. has his arm around her and then Josh is kind of standing behind Julie looking very kind of very cross mm, like stern yes. uh, but Bruce like who is he? <laughs> it's not him this is a completely different person yeah. so this guy has like this oh my real God. smarmy eyebrow kind of raised and he's got this kind of snaky mouth like it's he looks more like what was his name Sai from California Dreams okay yeah I surf just... dudes with attitude <laughs> <laughs> but like it's all wrong. Oh, it's totally it's wrong. It's all wrong. We know what Bruce looks like and it's not this. It's like a totally different person. It, it is. It's a completely different face. And I don't think Bruce would wear that cardigan. No, it, no, he wouldn't. And if he would, it would be draped over his shoulders. As it has been. Indeed. In previous <laughs> portraits. Yeah, so like it's, it's oh. some kind of imposter Bruce. Yeah, um, which is outrageous. It's not good. Julie looks cute. She's quite small, so she's looking up at him. Um, Very adoringly. Yeah, yeah. A bit more, like the blur makes her sound a bit more sort of naive than she actually is in this mm, book because she's quite uh, savvy. She's pretty clued in for the yeah. most part, yeah. I like her. Yeah. Um, so can you describe their outfits? Um, yeah, so, well, <laughs> this mm. apparently alleged Bruce Ugh, uh, has on Bruce like indeed. just like a white shirt and this cardigan. It's like a navy cardigan. That's so not Bruce. It's all wrong. Mm. Um, Julie has a nice pink jumper on. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. It's grand. it's grand. It's not that exciting. Um, and then Josh, he's very preppy looking, isn't he? He's more preppy than I imagined him hmm. reading the book. He's got quite a chiselled jaw. He does. He's, he's quite handsome. like Yeah, um, in a sort of beefcake sort of way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got on a green jumper and a kind of a darker green shirt. Hmm. So, yeah, it's fine. It's not particularly remarkable. No. And they're sort of against what looks like, you know, the background of when you get a school photo. Yeah, taken. the kind of mottled blue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. I know. Mm. I'm. Yeah, it's very disappointing. It's and and outrageous. This cover is an outrage. Yeah. It really is <laughs> the worst cover so far because it is going against everything we know. It's about not Bruce. Bruce. No, it really isn't. We will put this <laughs> on the side internet. by side. It's not him. Yeah. <laughs> Who is we, he? We know Bruce Batman, and yeah. you, sir, are no, no Bruce, Bruce Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Though it has to be said that the Bruce in the book, very much. Oh well, there's no arguing with that. No, yeah. he is up to his old tricks and mm. and then some indeed so we begin the book with a literal roar of rage oh god I mean literally yeah ah, that's the first <laughs> line because Liz has hit a bum note oh, on the recorder she's still at this recorder bullshit yeah and uh, sadly there weren't any uh entendres no in this one <laughs> very much so. probably for the best oh god yeah so yeah we learned that she's uh, reminded I should say that she's been playing duets with role pal Julie Porter mm-hmm. uh, who yeah despite being an expert is happy to just play duets with some beginner yeah never even had a lesson <laughs> wasting her damn time yeah like charge charge that bitch Judy charge her <laughs> for your time just you're not doing it for the exposure here and it's lunchtime they're so devoted they're practicing over their lunch break and uh, Jess of course barges in and uh, Liz can't be annoyed with her because she's obviously excited about something she's always excited about it's something de- Liz just always yeah teach her about boundaries it's like every time Jessica's introduced really in these books it's her mm. like barging into yeah. her room yeah whatever I'm sorry I don't care what you're doing yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about me it's okay I'm here the protagonist yeah. <laughs> And uh, Jessica has news. 
Yeah, so uh, there's a school play yeah. being put on. Um, and Elizabeth is like, oh God, here we go again. <laughs> we had yeah. all this already with this whole splendour in the grass nonsense <laughs> a couple of books ago. Um, but yeah, so there's like a drama club and yeah. they're putting on a production. Mr. Jaworski's back. Oh, that's right, yes. Uh, what are they doing? Uh, you, you, can't can't, you can't take, take it, with, it you. with you. Yeah. And apparently it contains the role of a lifetime for <laughs> Jess. Okay. But this role, a character called Essie, requires dancing. Yeah, so Dee Dee Gordon apparently was telling Jessica about it. Why is Dee Dee helping Jessica with anything? Because oh, like, like, Dee Dee's I, one of the many people who just tried to fuck to over. Screw over, exactly, yeah. But just everyone has such a short memory. Oh, but um, yeah, Jessica had told Dee Dee that she used to do ballet. Um, Which probably she did when she was did 12. It when they were 12. And that does actually tie into, there's a whole Sweet Valley Twins book about them really? taking ballet classes. Yeah, so okay, that actually all tracks. fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she tells Dee Dee this and Dee Dee's all excited and kind of tells her she must audition for this role. But like, I think Jessica's under the impression that like she's the only person that's going to be auditioning for this or that she has an inside track somehow. Yeah, she's just, she doesn't really seem to have any doubts at yeah. all. Yeah. And Liz reminds her like, you might be a bit rusty, but Jess says, oh, we still have the bar in the basement. <laughs> like, that is a lot of commitment. You're Isn't setting it? up your own ballet studio. Mm. So yeah, Jess says, oh yeah, I can catch up on not dancing. Four, four years, years of not dancing, <laughs> okay. Uh, and Liz asks if she's read the play, just like, of course not. <laughs> Reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. No time for such nonsense. But she does have to diet. Oh, That's oh. one of the things she has to do to prepare for the role because yeah. this school is bad. <laughs> and we're told that the callbacks after the first audition are going to be the same night as this, um, what's called, Pi Epsilon party mm. at Bruce's gaff which is on Friday night. And Liz is like, well, you'll have time to do both. And remember, you might not actually get called back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jess is just like, of course I will. Watch out, Barishnikov. And then she literally... Like pirouettes <laughs> out of the room, pretty much. <laughs> um, so we cut to Julie with her sister, Joanna. Reminder of uh, of her computer skills there, too. Yes, yeah, yeah. She's like amazing at, was it, maths and science and stuff. Yeah, yeah. and she's devising a music writing programme, which oh, is really sweet. It is. And that's the last we see her in this book after a little recap. Yeah, it's like they just kind of reminded us that she was in this before. She's not coming out of nowhere. Okay, bye. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> the mom's dead. And... <laughs> We're told that Julie still feels a bit isolated after the mother died because apparently before that she had no friends at all. Mm. Apart from Josh, maybe. And now she has Liz. Okay. Uh, and, you know, we're told Liz is her, her newest friend. And so I would say, she'll drop you by the next book. Please yeah. don't get too attached. Very true. <laughs> You'll never be heard of again. And, of course, they're going for yet another practice. And... Uh, they're meeting at the, the, the lockers before heading off to one of their houses. But when they're at the lockers, they hear a noise. Yeah, they can hear like a muffled somebody talking kind of or like weird Banging noises. sounds. Yeah, and they're like, what is that? And they realise that somebody has been trapped inside a locker. Mm. And Bruce, Ronnie and Winston, yeah, out of character. I'm sorry, what is Winston doing in this fraternity? Oh my God, like, why is Winston not being put in a locker by the pledges? Well, this is it. He's the most likely person to end up stuffed into a locker. Like, Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that's why he's trying to ally himself with the mm, oppressors. True. Um, so, they, Winston is sort of pushed around a corner by the other lads to release whoever's in this locker. And Winston, in fairness to him, is is kind of embarrassed yeah. by the whole thing. You just feel he clearly is a bit like, uh, yeah, this is kind of shitty. But I'm just doing it. It's just a pledge. Yeah, uh, for it is a pledge, and who should it be? 
Poor old Josh. They must be big lockers. I know, yeah. How can they fit like, like a, These are big dudes. <laughs> yeah. How can they fit like a tall, fully grown, like, teenage boy? I know, yeah. Um, but Bruce, actually, Winston is so awkward about revealing what he's been doing that Bruce yeah. is like, yeah, just step out of my way. I better do the honours. Yeah. And uh, he reveals that there's going to be lots, lots, lots more pledge activities. And does Josh have what it takes? Yeah. And Josh's like, yes, of course I do. And Bruce literally, which is kind of hilarious, literally just checks out the girls. Winks. Girls. Like, see you later, such a dirtbag. Oh, he's the douchiest. (laughs) And Judy is kind of shocked that Josh is going along with all this degrading pledge activities. And we're told that his big brother, who he idolised, was a member of the fraternity. And you would think that this brother was dead. Oh my God, the way they go on about him. It's like, is he dead? Yeah. Is that what's happening here? I know. And you're trying to honour his memory. And it's like, no, he's just in college. Yeah. He's in Princeton. <laughs> he got away from Sweet Valley. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think he gives uh, a shit if his little brother is going to this stupid fraternity or not. <laughs> well, that's how much Josh cares about getting in. Yeah. You would think that he had a dead brother. Yeah. And Liz uh, tells Judy that the frash seems to have got a lot meaner says Bruce and his his faction yeah because Todd over. Todd was in it when he, he was, was around. and that was mentioned yeah. back in the day yeah yeah and uh, yeah uh, Julie says well you know I feel bad for Bruce because what happened with Regina and Liz says well yes he was a decent person with Regina was he he cheated on her with Amy I know <laughs> I know he really <laughs> like, wasn't do you all have head injuries what's happening well I can tell you that Liz clearly I mean she literally does well she because <laughs> She reveals what he was like, what Bruce was like when he was going out with Jess, but not about the time he was like, I got big strong hands. Oh my God, he basically tried to attack her. Like, Jesus Christ. When she was not in her right mind. We've all just forgotten about that, I suppose. Well, maybe if she'd said that, uh, Julie would have been... She would have been sufficiently warned off him, you'd think. Liz has probably forgotten about it. Yeah. Cut to the Casadel Wakefield where the girls are practising their recorders and... uh, Alice sticks her head in and reveals that Jess is hard at work on her ballet in the basement. And Julie mentions going for having another practice on Friday. But Liz says, well, actually, I'm going to this fraternity party. Oh, yeah. And I'm working in the Oracle after after school. So, you know, I don't have time. And Judy says, oh, I'd like to go to the party. And Josh said he'd like to take me, but the pledges aren't allowed to have dates. But she's very keen, like, oh, no, but it wouldn't be a romantic date. Yeah. So Liz says, well, why don't you just come? With, with me us, and Jeffrey. Yeah. Enid's coming as well. And we get... Uh, J- Judy is a bit sort of, oh, I don't know. And Liz basically guesses. She fancies Bruce. And we get a reminder of Bruce's supposed charms. Which is amazing. We're told so many... Uh, that Bruce is reverting to his old playboy yeah. behaviour. So many girls have thrown themselves at Bruce's feet. Some because of his sexy, handsome look. Some because of his family's prestige and sweet valley. Still others because they wanted to be seen riding with them in his black Porsche. And Bruce seemed willing and able to accommodate all of them, one after the other. When he got tired of one, usually after a week or so of dating, he just moved on to the next. After Jessica had been dumped by him, she remarked that the rest of the girls ought to take, ought to take numbers like a bakery or a delicatessen. <laughs> Bruce's favourite word seemed to be Next. Oh, God. <laughs> but also, Jessica wasn't dumped by Bruce. She dumped him. Remember, yeah, she, she literally... Like, didn't she, like, throw a soda over his head and everything? She did. In uh, the pizza place. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Well, how quickly they forgot. Just for Jessica. <laughs> I know, she's one of the few who stood up to him. Yeah. And Liz tries to ward Julie off him. And actually, this is the thing. Julie isn't a sap. No, she's not. She, she knows... 
that he's got a bad reputation or, you know, that he wasn't always this kind of like sensitive Regina boyfriend guy. Yeah. <laughs> and also she actually said, look, I, I this is all hypothetical. I'm not exactly his type. And Liz, because she's such a judgy bitch, goes, yeah, yeah, she's not. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, she's like, looking at Julie's sweet face, her simple hairstyle and her conservative clothes. Simple hairstyle. <laughs> she had to admit Julie was right. Bruce tended to go after much flashier types. <laughs> I was like, you're just not pretty enough for him, Julie. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, she's such a judgy bitch. I know. Like, she's as bad as Jessica. She just doesn't say it out loud. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah that, well, they are two sides of the same coin. Mm. So when Julie leaves, Liz goes down to see Jess, who's practicing in a very cool ballet outfit, which I think we're probably going to have as an outfit, are we? Yeah, yeah. Have you got it in the outfit list? I actually didn't, <gasps> but we can come back That's to it. It's like an off-the-shoulder Yeah, we can go for sweatshirt. it. <laughs> it's very... Um, fame kind of isn't very it? <laughs> much so and Jess has been kind of horrified to discover she's a bit more rusty than she thought she, uh, she'd she'd be and says something like you'd think I was 30 years old or something oh the horror <laughs> barely able to move <laughs> and she asks Liz for guidance on her on her moves and Liz of course is able to do this because she's a fucking ballet teacher as well of is course anything she even can though Liz do? hasn't done it for four years either but apparently she can instruct Jessica also she has she done it for four years and she was 12 and it wasn't like mm. she was in the Royal Ballet School. No. Like she just went to a few fucking classes yeah. in a school hall. Like I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't sit down and start giving somebody like, guys, oh, you're straight your back. Best, <laughs> it's yeah. a bit off. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's, this is a weird bit that seems like it's going somewhere and then totally doesn't. So, Jess does a giant sort of grand jet Jeté? Jeté? Um, mm. Into the air and then crashes onto her leg and you think like, oh no, she's injured, but she isn't. Yeah, no. Like that's the end of a chapter. It seems like it's a big deal. It is kind of weird. Yeah, because it ends with like, Liz, help, I can't straighten my leg. But like, that's it. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> she is grand. It sounds like, yeah, she's really injured herself, but she isn't. No, she isn't. Uh, so a day or so later, I guess, Julie, Liz and Josh are in Casey's, uh, which features a lot in this book. That's true, actually, yeah. And they're feasting on a, some sort of Casey's concoction, mm. uh, chatting about the orchestra because jo- uh, Josh's mom is in the orchestra with Julie's yes, dad. Yes, yeah. And, and they, they both, yeah, they're both in the same orchestra. So they like carpool to work. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was going to go somewhere as well. Yeah, it really doesn't. Parents, but no, there's a lot of non-secretaries in this book. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Josh is a bit distracted during the chat and then he reveals that he's expecting some of the pie beat, uh, oh, not pie beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pie God. epsilon lads. Yeah. <laughs> to arrive with another pledge challenge and he admits that the pledging is a bit rough and the girls are just like, well, why don't you just quit? He says, well, no, everybody goes through it and then you have an unbreakable bond of brothers Julie isn't convinced Bruce barges in with some of the PB dickheads yeah including the horrible Ronnie yeah Ronnie and then Michael Harris who I don't really remember oh my god who's he again is he Michael from Michael and Maria oh shit yeah oh that guy I didn't recognise him either and as you say it out loud yeah. is that him I think it is and then Tom, but Tom McKay and, and Bill, Bill. Shays, no Bill. fucking way I, Bill would be I expected more from Bill I just do not think Bill and Winston would be in this no Bill really is busy don't. getting stoned out of the beach like <laughs> <laughs> he's hotboxing in that van of his yeah he's not in a fraternity come on but he's there and in a sunburnt uh, nose <laughs> Yeah, one minute he's in the library reading Surfing Today. Another, he's forcing like kid, his schoolmates to do horrible, stupid, stunts. hazing stuff. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, they, they barge up to Josh and they pretend initially, oh, we'll just leave him alone. He's with his lady friends. Yeah. But then they order loads of these, like, lavish ice cream sundaes. Mm. And, of course, unsurprisingly, they demand, they eat, you know, they eat some themselves. They're like, oh, we can't finish all of these. Yeah, they kind of get two each. So there's like five of them there. So yeah. like, there's like 10 Sundays. So they each have one. There's five of the lads. And then they kind of land the other five in front of Josh. And they're like, eat up. Eat all these Sundays, basically. Yeah. And they're really like, Bruce is at the time of his life. He says things, he goes to Tom McKay, mustn't be selfish, Thomas. I mean, look at the table next to us. A future brother of us sits starving while we feast like kings. I ask you, is that fair? Is that the way we treat our brothers in Pie Up? No, the four mothers called out. So, yeah, they make him eat all the ice cream and he gets sick. Oh, yeah. Unsurprisingly. I know. And, uh, he li- he runs out. Oh yeah, to like throw yeah. up and cut to the parking lot. Julie's out with him, getting some fresh air, and Julie is kind of he's, he's almost uh, she's upset. seeing Josh sort of so degraded. Yeah, she's kind of trying to pretend that the whole thing is funny, but she's actually really annoyed with Bruce and the rest of yeah. the fraternity lads because it's just they're just being really shitty. Like yeah, it's, it's nasty. But then Bruce comes out and is all sort of solicitous, and Julie because she's very easily swayed mm-hmm. thinks oh. He be a nice person after all yeah he comes out with like a glass of like club soda or something for Josh and he's like here I'm really sorry I just I go, I go too far sometimes you know have this it'll settle your stomach and he kind of makes a whole big show of apologising yeah Um. And so Julie's like oh maybe he's not so bad and then this is uh, God, it's very uh, clunky and obvious yeah. Liz says well I'm going now and Julie's gazing at Bruce going I think I'll just stay for a while mm, yeah and Josh just goes and leaves her Josh pales off he's like yeah I'll, I'll head back with you Liz <laughs> I'm out of here for this he should know better than to leave Julie with that sleaze bag I know but uh, apparently it's what Bruce has been waiting for because he asks uh, Julie to the dance yeah, she's kind of... Sort of comes out of nowhere. It really does. Because um, they don't really know each other. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he kind of says that he's been meaning to to ask her this since he saw her a couple of days ago, that time when Josh was stuffed into the locker. But um, yeah, he asked her if she wants to go to the dance with him and she's delighted. Yeah, deliriously happy. De- deliriously apparently. happy. Poor Julie. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. Cut to the mall where Jess is buying leotards. She sure is. <laughs> And Lila offers expert fashion guidance. Yeah, she's uh, she's trying on a French cut leotard. What, what does that mean? I have no idea. Oh, I'd say it's probably like one of the sort of leotards they wear in Glow, where they're so like... Oh, super high cut. Yeah. <laughs> you need a bikini wax for that leotard. I remember reading an interview with the, some of the actors who were saying that was the thing, that oh, they just God. had to get constant, like, Jesus. Constant waxing. Pain because, in the gate. Oh, God. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Not worth it. No. Um... So they're trying on, or Jess is trying on these leotards where they notice a tall blonde girl also trying on a leotard and mm. she's she's very graceful and it turns out she's Danielle Alexander. Okay, apparently she's a senior. Yeah. Where'd she come from? <laughs> Who even knows? And she poses in front of a mirror and does a series of fouettes. Um... Which I think is when you like go, like twirl around and you're wh- you're whipping your your other leg that isn't that you're not standing on sort of before and behind oh. your legs. How so big is this shop? I know. <laughs> I really. I mean, there's got a, it's got a full dance studio, yeah. which is where I can see. And of course, Jess is worried that this girl is trying out for this play. For the play, yeah. And she drops all these hints in front of her about auditions, but actually, Danielle says, "Oh, are you going for the Los Angeles Ballet Company?" 
um, audition. So Jess is like, oh, phew, she's not going to school. Then. Yeah. And of course, she's smug as ever. As, as ever. <laughs> as she buys her yeah. pink leotard. She has no rivals, apparently. It's all good. Next day, Julie finds Josh at school and reveals that she's going to the party with Bruce. Mm. He is not happy. No, he. Uh, Josh looked as though someone had thrown ice cold water in his face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Julie points out, well, look, you are trying really hard to be in a fraternity with him. And he says, well, I'm trying hard to be in the fraternity. I don't particularly want to be in one with Bruce. With Bruce like, I could just yeah. put up with him. Mm. But, like, I don't like him. And they have an argument and Julie just runs away. Yeah, I think she's just really disappointed. Or he, she wants him to be happy for her, but like he knows Bruce is such an asshole. He's like, yeah, no, this is a terrible idea. In fairness to him, at least he is upfront about that. True. Yeah. Later, Jeffrey pretends to despair <laughs> as a giggling Liz turns him down because she has to go and record, uh, uh, has to go and practice her stupid duets, <laughs> and then Enid turns up and goes, "Hey, let go of that woman before I report you for assault with intent to kiss." Oh God! And they're like, "Ha ha ha!" It's Enid, just in time to save me from the sweet valley maniac. Like, it, it might actually be funny if they didn't take assault so fucking lightly in yeah. the first place. <laughs> like, Jesus. they need some discussions on assault I with know. intent to kiss because God knows it's happened to enough of them at this stage. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, yeah, Enid and Jeffrey joke about how Liz is now devoted to her quarter and I'm like, don't worry, it's, she'll, she'll have forgotten about that shit by the oh, next book. completely abandoned by the next book. <laughs> Thank Never. God. Oh, I think we are all believed, yes. Yeah. And uh, she, Liz goes off to find Julie and she hears her playing and of course now she's a fucking classical music expert. She's like, oh yes, oh, that's, someone's playing a, an album. Oh, that, that sounds like Rubenstein playing Chopin. It's oh, like, oh, like, fuck fucking distinguished <laughs> concert pianist yeah. after two like, weeks of, of playing the recorder. <laughs> Come on. Uh. Um, but uh, yeah, Julie's in there and she's a bit sort of She's happy. She's excited about her date with Bruce, but she's yeah. still a bit troubled about Josh. And she expects, I guess, Liz to be more excited about the date than uh, than than she than she actually is. Yeah. Because Liz is just like, oh, okay, you're going out with Bruce. <laughs> and Liz, yet again, is such a judgmental bitch. Like, Why the fuck is Bruce asked her? If he wanted to make Je- Amy jealous, he'd have gone out with someone hotter. Oh shit! Yeah, he she- would have asked. He would have asked someone truly stunning. <laughs> She is cold. Oh my god! And so she tries to tell Julie the truth about Bruce, but actually Julie is like, "Oh, okay, so he's just doing this. He's using me." Well, do you know what? I'm aware that this might be happening, and I'm at least I got to go to this party and maybe have a bit of fun because my life's quite boring. She, yeah, she does seem to have her eyes open going into it. This is the thing. Yeah, Um, she's like, even if this is just one date, well, I don't really care. I don't have any expectations. Yeah, because she's like, "Oh, like what? He's going to humiliate me and break my heart the way he's broken scores of other hearts before mine." And she's kind of joking about. It, but like yeah. she's like look I'm not naive and helpless I'm a pretty good judge of character like yeah. everyone get off my case basically <laughs> yeah fair play to her yeah um, but uh, later at the Casadel Wakefield uh, where they're feasting on veal cutlets mm. doesn't sound very appetizing no. um, mashed potato Jess is basically starving herself oh god this. yeah she's, it's meant uh, to be funny but it's not funny no she's just eating carrot sticks and it's a whole like oh this is hilarious and it's like it's not yeah and Liz mentions this party and she's how she's worried about Julie and then Jess says that she had heard via Lila that Ooh. Bruce already has a date. Yeah, that he'd ask somebody else. Um, but so, she's not sure if maybe he asked someone else who turned him down. Yeah, and it's, it's some tall blonde chick. Mm. So it's definitely not Julie, yeah. basically. And 
Uh, next day, Liz wants to question Julie about, or Lila, Lila about what she's rumor. heard. And she finds uh, <laughs> finds Lila who wants Liz to put in a false story in eyes and ears. Oh, God. Yeah, apparently Except Lila. Except oh. the reason for it. Well, yeah, apparently Lila's gone on a few dates with John Pfeiffer. Boo! Um, but he's kind of bugging her. Like, he keeps calling her now and she's trying to get him off her case, basically. So she yeah. wants Elizabeth to put a fake story in Eyes and Ears about Lila having some, like, college boyfriend. Yes. To get him off her back. But uh, also, uh, sorry, when uh, when Elizabeth approaches Lila, she's, um, she's alone at a table in the cafeteria, busily scribbling a note on a sheet of gold leaf stationery <laughs> that had her initials printed at the top. Oh. <laughs> Imagine what her stationery looks like. Can you, like, gold leaf stationery. Oh, my God. God, she so is a unnecessary. Bitch. I love it. Oh, oh, me too. So good. We just have to little just take a moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but when uh, Lila finds out that Liz isn't going to like put false stories in eyes and ears for her, she literally just turns her back and ignores. Her. Yeah, because then Liz is trying to ask her about this rumor, and Lila's like, "No, I don't know. Don't know what you're talking about. Whatever." Yeah, <laughs> she's just like completely gives her the cold shoulder. It's gas. <laughs> and uh, later, uh, Liz accompanies Jess to the audition, and we learn that she still has not read the play, <laughs> which will. Uh, yeah, because apparently the dancing is the kind of the first part of the audition and she doesn't have to read for the part. Yeah, so she's like, yeah, yeah whatever. So she's just like, whatever. I'll, amazing do moves. I'll do that at the very last minute. Cut to Bruce's house where he's making the pledges clean and tidy the basement before the party, even though mm. it's, it's not till the next day. And the 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 brothers are all just hanging around making a mess. And Josh realises that this is just like, they're making them clean, them, but they'll have to clean the place, but they'll have to do it again tomorrow. Yeah. It's just a kind of pointless, mean task. Yeah. And Bruce is totally dickish. Yeah, he's just going around acting the bollocks, basically. Yeah. Like, he picks up a big dust ball and puts it on Josh's head. And, yeah. Uh, when and when Josh doesn't laugh, he's like, don't you find that funny, Bowen? And Josh fantasises about whacking him with the Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, justified. Yeah. And then when uh, Bruce is making these sort of homophobic, misogynist oh, jokes so about, shitty. oh, you're so good at housekeeping, you make someone a good wife. And yeah. they're all snickering away but actually the others laughter is sort of forced it is yeah they do kind of People make a point of saying that everyone's just kind of humouring Bruce but they don't like it no and Josh actually says to him I don't think you're very funny mm. and when Bruce demands to he take it back Bruce is so petulant and it's just not like anytime anyone stands up to him he's just like take it back yeah. <laughs> but Josh refuses Fair fucks. Yeah. And Bruce attacks him he shoves him into like a bookcase yeah that yeah. like has to be dragged off him and Bruce says, Bowen, if it was up to me, you wouldn't even get to pledge. And John actually like, well, fuck this lot and walks out. Yeah. And John Pfeiffer, don't take advice from him, um, <laughs> follows him and says, look, Bruce is trying to be tougher than ever after Regina because he felt that he let his guard down and yeah. got hurt and now he'll never be hurt again. He's going to be a monster. And, you know, just, st- just stick with it, basically. Yeah, yeah he kind of says, look, the, the rest of us are actually rooting for you. We're just kind of, you know, yeah, just you can put up with Bruce so yeah, once you're yeah. in the fraternity. It'll be grand. Yeah. So Josh is, is a bit sort of torn now and mm. he realises it's not long to go. And he, uh, you know, maybe they could, he could help change the tone of the fraternity and even reform Bruce. Yeah. So he bumps into Liz and uh, gives her a lift, because, which is, I'm not really sure how this happens, but anyway, yeah. they end up in the same car together. Yeah. And she tell she confesses that she's worried about Bruce and Judy so they decide they'll go to Judy to warn her yes yeah even though they've, they've both individually already had this conversation with Julie true well it wouldn't be a sweet valley book if people didn't have the same conversation oh, over and over again very true <laughs> 
So they arrive and they tell her about this rumour they've heard that Bruce has another date that clearly isn't her and they actually handle it quite well. They're like, look, this may not be true but we yeah. really think you should know. So we're not saying it's true. Yeah. But people are saying it. And Julie uh, literally cries on Josh's shoulder. Oh. And she somehow then decides, oh, well, it's worth it going to this party. I don't yeah, really understand. Just go with Liz, like, and, yeah. and her gang, it'll be fine. Uh, or talk to Bruce. Mm. So it's audition time, and Dee Dee, inexplicably, given her history with Jess, is like giving Jess a thumbs up. Like, I know, good she's really like on her side, and it's like, why? Like, she was terrible to you. You should be putting marbles on that. Side. Yeah. You should be a showgirl. <laughs> to showgirls it up in here. <laughs> Get some ice out. Um, so Jess keeps sneaking off to practice, so she really doesn't hear anything that's being said. On, you know, all the instructions yes. being given to any other auditioners. Yeah. Um, and she she knows Danielle is practicing first and she can hear Mr. Jaworski talking to her but she can't make out what's being said. Yeah, because she's kind of taken aback that Jan- Danielle is there at all, I think, oh, yeah. because she knows that she's such a good ballerina. She's like, oh shit, she's yeah. in a competition. So she runs out in nerves and then she peeks back in when she hears the music start, I guess, and sees that Danielle is wobbling all over the place. Mm. She's making a mess. So Jess's confidence is restored and uh, she hits the stage for her audition and she falls... But then she laughs it off saying, oh, that was my grand floppy. I really like that she does this, actually, because she is taking it seriously and trying to dance well. And when she falls on her arse, she just makes a joke about it. And I actually really like that because it's like, you know, in like drag race or whenever there's a lip sync and someone falls and it's like, oh, just laugh it off and keep going. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Because when they start crying and get upset, it's like, no, no, just just work it into the act. Yeah, just make a joke out of it. Keep going. We're all rooting for you. So I do like that she does this. Yes, this is true. <laughs> and she uh, she does do um, she 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 does another complex move and she makes balls of that too. Yeah. But but Mr. Jaworski, he's loving it. Yeah, she gets a call back. Yeah, so she's really surprised. But she's like, Jesus, Danielle must have been really shit. <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Jaworski does say, okay, look, I think you're perfect for the part, but don't forget, read the whole play very carefully yes. if you haven't already. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, cut to the Oracle office where there is uh, there's chaos as the paper goes uh, is being is going to press and there's a hilariously bad headline. Somebody says, "I finally got a headline for the music review: The Surf Boys Go Solo, McGaffin Excels." Immediately followed by, "It took you two days to come up with that." <laughs> I'm with whoever the second person was. Yeah, because that's shite. It is. <laughs> and just as the issue goes to bed, Liz gets a uh, sent a piece on the frat party, like a sort of a preview oh yes yeah and uh, but she doesn't have time to look at it she heads to the callback to, to, to discover that Jess uh, basically has a part yeah and when she uh, sees the I don't know why they, there's a little back and forth here so she goes back to the Oracle office oh yeah because when she saw Danielle she remembers that she saw her name oh on that l- on that piece about the it was like someone submitted a piece for her column about but it was too late the yeah. party yeah list of people who were at the party but like the social event of the season <laughs> who cares but yeah she saw Danielle's name on the list and then remembers that she's a tall blonde senior yeah. could she be the girl that Bruce yeah so she goes back and, and, and Danielle's name is is, is definitely on the thing. Honest. yeah so she meets Rue, Julie, who asks her for a lift to the party there. And it's supposedly suspicious that Bruce isn't picking her up mm. to take her to the party. But the party is in, it's his, in house. his house. Yeah. So that would be a bit weird. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't grow up in a world where teenagers had cars and gave lifts. <laughs> and so. had to have dates to parties. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, yeah, maybe this is normal. I but um, Yeah, it seems weird. Yeah. Any, inexplicably, Liz comes up with this convoluted theory that, oh, Bruce wants to hang out early with Julie at the party while Danielle was at that callback. 
and he's like, uh, now Danielle isn't going to the club and was leaving the call back early. Bruce has changed his plans and wants to hang out with oh, her. So yeah. he's collecting duty. I really There's a lot of toing and froing and it's like, look, basically Danielle's going to be at the party as well. That's kind of the bottom line. Yes. And, and Liz doesn't tell Julie about it. Yeah. So Liz thinks that Bruce has got some convoluted scheme mm. up his sleeve but doesn't say anything about it. Yeah, I don't know. And oh. <laughs> yeah, the callback is, is happening and Jess is surprised that the other girl who has been called for Essie, the character, is goody looking <laughs> oh god yeah good lord and then Jess makes a discovery yeah it's actually a comedy role that she's going for because mm. she kind of assumed that she was going to be some graceful ballerina romantic lead type but actually it's it's a funny role yes. which is way more crack than some I drippy know. romantic lead but anyway <laughs> exactly yeah Essie is meant to be somebody who thinks she's a great dancer but yeah. is actually terrible this sounds like an amazing part it does um, but Jess is horrified yeah so Liz and Jess, Enid and Julie arrive at the Patlands or they arrive sort of at the road. They park. Like this is so weird. Yeah, yeah, they arrive, but they kind of stop at the gate and park up and then walk all the way up the hill, up like, the driveway. It's like, like just, we drive to the house. Because we know all these houses have like massive, massive car parks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have to park out in the street. No. Julie has never been there before. Mm. You know, she's an outsider. She's oh, never yeah. been to a party in the Sweet Valley Hills. <laughs> she's having the time of her life with her new pals. And the door is answered by Josh. In a wig. So yeah, Josh is wearing a ludicrous long blonde wig and putting on this high-pitched voice. And Liz goes, uh, she's delighted, goes, oh Josh, you're the ugliest woman I've ever seen. Ha ha ha. Hilarious. Uh, and Josh reveals he has to stay in character as the maid doormaid, I don't know, yeah. for, for an hour. Yeah, all the pledges them. have to do stupid shit like this at the party. Yeah. So um, the, the others then head down to the basement where the party's in full swing, including a dark alcove full of couches like something out of fucking Berlin yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> this, this party has a fuck room <laughs> what is happening <laughs> about 15 years ago I was at a club in Berlin where Peaches the musician oh, was yeah. performing with the drag queen band nice. very entertaining but there were rooms and I was like oh man I'm like I got for of this there were rooms where people were having sex I'm out of my oh god like, fuck. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah apparently that's what they have in Sweet Valley sure why they've not they've just got these pitch dark rooms full of couches where oh people God. are having it off okay <laughs> um, all the pledges are in silly outfits and Bruce is wearing a hilariously preppy ensemble mm. and uh, I don't know if that's going to be described um, the, uh, no we can, we can go for this one go yeah. on uh, so yeah he is in his European style cotton sweater <laughs> crisply pressed chinos and Ooh. brown loafers Bruce looked incredibly handsome <laughs> what's a European style cotton sweater I know like? is it well maybe that's what you wear to a Berlin sex club oh Jesus maybe maybe he just kind of rips away real easy <laughs> <laughs> Velcro yeah, yeah. <laughs> So uh, he flashes a rakish smile at Julie and he is cartoonishly cheesy and awful, but it is kind of hilarious. Uh, so like, mm, uh, my house is bad. Have you taken a tour? Ugh, yeah. And then he takes her on this increasingly creepy as fuck tour. Oh, God. Um, like he's talking about oh we go skinny dipping at night mm. and then it says there's not much up there looking into her eyes except for the bedroom oh Jesus but Bruce's room <laughs> is amazing <laughs> it is <laughs> can you describe it? 
So Bruce opens the door to his bedroom. There was a gorgeous mahogany four poster bed. One, one wall was covered with photos of Bruce in tennis and track team gear. It's like he bought that photo of himself in the swimming dogs. He totally did. My thoughts exactly. So he has an entire wall just covered in photos of, of himself, himself in sportswear. In sports gear. Um, a glassed in case against another wall held several trophies and plaques and a huge glossy poster of a Porsche just like Bruce's covered the third wall. Oh, so classy. <laughs> His room is basically a shrine to himself. Yes. Is anyone surprised by that? Oh, God. I know yes. I'm not. Uh, but... Uh, Judy is a bit like okay he's taking me up to his room straight away but yeah. then he's like well let's go back down again and she's relieved she is. that he's a gentleman mm. yeah right as if so <laughs> downstairs Liz Liz is dancing with Jeffrey who is we are told dancing in his athletic way oh god he wasn't exactly light on his feet Elizabeth thought but he was very sexy like, what's he doing is he just like clomping around the dance floor <laughs> Oh my god, the mental image. She hopes that uh, that Judy is okay, especially when she spies Bruce on the other side of the room, sort of canoodling. canoodling. Yeah, because she no, realizes he's not, the, he's not in the fuck room. No, no, he's not. <laughs> They're just over by the it's CD white, player clean or something. Couches. Yeah, but she kind of realizes she hasn't seen Julie in about an hour or so. No. And then she sees Bruce and Danielle together, and she's like, "Oh shit, this isn't good." No, it really isn't. And. Um, then she sees Judy is now dancing with Bruce so she can't really go and say anything to her mm. and she sees Jessica looking miserable in a corner and asks her like oh so how did the callback go assuming that given that by she didn't her, get it yeah, she, looks, she so looks, sad. looks so sad but Jess reveals all and uh, Liz is like well you should have read the play Yeah, well yeah fair <laughs> but then she can't concentrate more on comforting Jess because she sees Judy being led by Bruce <gasps> into the sex alcove <laughs> Cut to Bruce, who <laughs> tells Judy that it'll be more comfy in Ooh. there. And we're told he has a sensuous gleam in his eye. <sighs> and this room is literally crammed oh. with people. It's a sex room. It like, is a sex just room. It's a dark room full of couches. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they're all like vinyl. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's like antiseptic spray oh, and some wipes. Dead all wipes everywhere. <laughs> and big boxes of tissues. Christ. Oh, oh God. Uh, I mean, each to their own. But really, these kids are like uh, 17. Yeah. No, not even 17. It's 16. 16. Yeah. should have some, some gangbang room. <laughs> <laughs> In my day. Oh, God. <laughs> um... That worked too. I think what used to go on at teenage discos in uh, Dublin, I can tell you, in the early 90s. <laughs> Might as well, but a sex alcohol. Oh and a hand job. No! Order. A few fingering diagrams of their own going on over there. <laughs> Certainly were. Um, so, God, we've lowered the tone in this yeah. podcast in the last few episodes. We apologise. I hope anybody didn't expect any better from us. God, yeah, at this stage, I mean, really... And really, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. You're expecting a lofty commentary. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's there's barely any room for them to squeeze in. Oh but uh, Bruce is like, well, this is my house. I'll find us a corner on the sex couch. Oh, God. Yeah, he does find a, an empty couch for them. Yeah, a whole empty couch. Mm. How big is this alcove? Fucking what massive. It was crammed. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. a couch. Um, so uh, it's basically pitch dark. 
And they're not even kissing at first, which seems a bit implausible. Mm. They're just sort of snuggling up to each other. Yeah, because he kind of starts asking Julie questions about herself, which is unusual for a boy in Sweet Valley. Especially a boy who has taken a girl into a sex album. True, yeah. So Julie's kind of chattering away for a while and she's like, then she kind of gets a bit self-conscious and she's like, oh God, I'm just going on. You're just such a good listener. Yes. Um, So it's all clearly a ploy because then he pauses like, you know, hold it right there. They're about to kiss. like, Yeah. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I mean, when you're when you're young and having excite, you know, more drama is happening in your life than when you're old and married. I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes there are moments where somebody goes, "Hold it right there," and yeah, they yeah. really, you know, they're not doing anything no, bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's there in that feverish sense of anticipation that finally something's going to happen, which you know is a very teenagey, yeah, she's fun, exciting, very reasonable moment. of her, yeah. But he runs off saying he's going to just change the music because he wants to have the perfect thing. And mm. so she is just thinking, finally, this is it. Your heart goes out to her because uh, outside Jessica is being convinced by Liz rightly. The character parts are the best parts. Yeah. True. Um, but Liz is distracted by the sound of a new compact disc playing by. <laughs> it's the sound of the Summer Wind Consort. OK. A hot new group. That plays sophisticated jazz fusion music. I mean, that's what the kids are into, is some jazz fusion. (laughs) (laughs) These kids love a bit of jazz fusion. Can't get enough of it. As the soundtrack to their orgy room. Jesus, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It isn't as sophisticated jazz. But she sees Bruce cracking up with Danielle. Mm. And she thinks, oh shit, Julie must have left. Julie has not left. She's back in the sex alcove. And she feels this kinship with Bruce because Summer Wind concerts are the only pop group she likes. So she's there thinking, I'm going to basically have my first kiss. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. And I just, uh, I just feel so bad for her. I know. And then, in the darkness, Bruce returns and swoops down on the couch and enfolds her in his arms. And they kiss passionately. How dark is this Alcohol. Pretty dark by the sounds of it. Pitch it's amazing dark. they didn't just trip over all the couches on their way in. I know. And um, the sprawled bodies. Because mm, the lights get flipped on. Yes. And uh, it's Josh. It's not Bruce. Uh-oh. It's it's so awful. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's really awful. And Josh is surprised. He's like, shit, I thought you were someone else. Oh no. And she's like, you're supposed to be Bruce. Yeah. What are you doing? How dare you? And everybody's like staring and laughing oh, at them. And yeah. Julie realises what's that is clearly all the set the setup, yeah. Bruce and just awful and uh, Liz and Jess notice there's some commotion in the corner with the sex alcove in it and they see Bruce and Danielle in uncontrollable laughter bear this in mind mm, when Danielle yeah. tries to remember this like somebody who was tries know, to pretend, retcon her own actions I was never actions. a Nazi it's a bit of yeah, yeah. post-war <laughs> yeah we see you Danielle you bitch <laughs> she really is yeah. and then Judy rushes out followed by Josh and Liz, Liz runs after um runs after Julie yeah. finds her at the gates and Julie tells her what happened Aww. and she's really angry she is she's not just sad like she's fuming and of course she bursts into tears and angry Liz comforts her and realises that old Bruce is definitely back and Julie is his first casualty and back at the party uh, Bruce is still cackling away and Danielle is going oh Bruce you're so bad yeah um, and Josh is smouldering with rage yeah he's but, furious but he's also a coward he is, because he's like, he wants to patch things up with Julie, but he's also like, but if you blow this chance with the fraternity, you'll never get another one. And it's like, really? Does it actually matter this much? Like, yeah, come on, dude. Really, they've crossed a line yeah. here. He tries to keep his temper as he points out to Bruce that like, he thought it would be a stranger and asks then, were all the other pledges going to go in and like, have a go? Ugh. And Bruce says, yes, it was a competition Gross. to find 
the best lover. Oh, this is so horrible. It goes from bad to worse. Josh says he thought it would be a girl nobody knew. As the That's judge, still not good. Who is the judge? <laughs> Do they still think it's a prank on some innocent girl? No. Like, or yeah. did some or girl like, volunteer? I think they think it was like they think it was a, a, a girl, a girl who no one knew to be the judge of the contest. So it sounds like they've chosen somebody who so some agreed? random girl that they were all going to go shift was yeah. then going to decide who was the best kisser but it's like this is still kind of creepy and weird everything lads. about it's creepy yeah. and gross um, did somebody volunteer to be the judge I don't know well, or they pretended did. that someone did but it was actually poor old Julie yeah so like was it, were they just going to keep sending lads in after Josh like it's all horrible oh, vile yeah well though it is a school that had a kissing booth Oh God, true. Mm. <laughs> uh, so Bruce is having the time of his life as he sort of cockily crows. He's like pretends that they were, you know, doing an experiment. He goes, yeah. Professor Edwards to Ronnie, c- question: Could two bodies of the human species who have no visible attraction to each other nevertheless be induced to kiss passionately? Answer: Yes, under the proper circumstances and with proper lighting. Class dismissed. Yeah, he's just—he's having a great time because he's just really reveling in this whole thing. Yeah. And By the way, just... Danielle is eyeing Bruce with admiration. Yeah. Bear that in mind She's as well. She's entirely in on all this. Oh, she like. is. She's awful. Yeah. Uh, Josh wants to punch Bruce, but he walks away. Mm. So he goes off and he finds. He's just like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. And goes into where the food is. And he finds Winston, who is on his own, because Winston is not happy with any of this. Yeah, Winston is disgusted and he's walked off, which is like, well, at least he has the decency to do that. But it's also a bit fucking late at this stage. Well, I don't know if, Bruce act- if Winston actually knew. Maybe he, he sort of got the impression it. that Bruce- Winston is quite shocked. Okay. I thought that Winston mm, didn't know. Right. Yeah, maybe he um, didn't. He's, because he's like, the scene with Josh, you and Julie really got me down. And Okay. Um, by the way, they're feasting. Oh, no. On onion dip. Yeah. But Winston says And they polish that off <laughs> There's some clam dip left Fuckers <laughs> I just I wrote down Why And I underlined it several she times has. It's all clams Why Anguish Why do you keep doing this to me Disgusting Clam, clam dip. dip Get the fuck mm. out of here Feeling hungry Gross Um so yeah, Winston is like, look, I didn't like this and last year things were different but now Bruce and his cronies are in charge and, you know, like, I'm not I'm not down with what's happening to Yeah, he kind of says, look, there's kind of factions within the fraternity and that there's like Winston and his gang and the rest of them who are actually kind of grand. Yeah, but it's... Winston basically says, like, are you sure this is worth it? Yeah. Because he's like, Winston's basically, I'm not sure it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to have second thoughts here yeah. in a minute. <laughs> um... And Josh sees Liz heading off and thinks, oh, she must be giving Julie a lift. Yeah, Why she's getting think? Jeffrey's keys. Oh, that's true. Yeah. For his car. And yeah. he runs out after them, but it's too late. They're, they're driving they're up. Gone. And yeah. finally, the enormity of what he's done, you know, that he's that he didn't really stand up for Julie yeah. in front of her, um, hits him. And he thinks maybe Winston was right in the fraternity. is more trouble than it's worth. Mm. So cut to Monday where Julie is so depressed she can't even play duets with Liz. Oh no. She pretends she's fine but she's not really and she just wants to keep her head down not Yeah, talk she, she didn't want to see anybody who was at the party which sounds tricky because it sounds like fucking everybody was at it. Oh, exactly. So she's sort of making her way down a corridor trying not to make eye contact and she's, she sees a crowd gathered. I went, Roddy Edwards is playing <laughs> the accordion. Okay. How the fuck does he know how to play the accordion? Well, it does say it's terrib- it says it's terribly played accordion music. So oh, yes, yeah. Fair know. enough. So he's got another pledge on a lead pretending to be a monkey yeah. dancing around sexually harassing girls. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so like the girls in the crowd are giggling hysterically as the boy leapt up from his monkey-like crouch and kissed them on the cheek. It's like, 
Stop it. Everything about this hazy. So much sexual harassment in this school. (laughs) And then the monkey jumps up and kisses Julie on the lips. Uh, And it's Josh. He didn't realise who he was kissing. Yeah. So he is just like, oh, disaster. And Julie loses at him. Yeah. She's like, what? Why are you doing this? She screams at him to just leave her alone. Yeah. Yeah. Josh is really troubled, but he's still a bit of a sap. Because we're reminded, oh, we really wanted to quit after the party. But mm. then John Pfeiffer, like he uses anybody to listen to, he's like, oh, you know, the others are really still up for you. And, you know, he also figures jo- Julie, he's probably blown up with Julie anyway. So we might as well join the fraternity. Yeah. I mean, really, Josh. There's only a week left as well of pledge season. So it's like he's almost there. Yeah. And then Bruce and Ronnie turn up and Bruce is like, oh, I'm proud of you for making it so far. So I'm only going to make you do 50 push-ups today. <laughs> Josh can only, or only do 45. And yeah. then starts thinking, why am I putting myself through what? this? What is the why point? Why indeed, Josh? Oh. Why indeed? And uh, he sees Liz and wants to talk to her. Um, and she, he says, look, I didn't know Judy was going to be in that. Uh, sex den <laughs> and now she won't take my calls and I sort of realise I kind of fancy her yeah. yeah 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 and this bit makes no sense because okay this bit makes sense because he says look I'm confused about the fraternity and I really cared about it but now it doesn't really seem that important and mm. he's like well maybe it's because your relationship to Judy is more important and he's like oh yes I really do fancy her but then he inexplicably smiles and is all happy and if I think I think if I realised that I fancied somebody after I had horrifically humiliated Fucked them, things up completely. I would be like, like oh shit. Yeah. I would be like, oh great, she's going to have love. Uh, yeah, none of this makes sense. <laughs> no, there's very inconsistent characterisation in this uh, story. Mm. So next day, Liz calls into rehearsal because Jess has asked her to come along with her because she's so stressed and she's not being funny enough and it turns out she doesn't want people in the audience to think she really can't dance yeah she doesn't yeah she she doesn't really she's still not quite on board with the idea of everybody laughing at her but it's like yes. it's a funny character like yeah this is a really good opportunity for fuck's sake and Liz gives her sensible advice yeah. and just goes look just play the part yeah you'll be good people will be impressed and she leaves and here's melancholy recorded music coming from the practice room and it's Julie who amazingly pretends she can't hear Liz it's so good yeah Liz is like knocking Julie? on the door Julie? and Julie's just like no can't hear you no one there <laughs> for once someone doesn't want her advice yeah and Liz tells her that she talked to Josh and Julie realises that the frat plot was even worse than she thought that they'd all lined it up so everybody oh would go in and have a go yeah so she's just devastated and um and then she's sort of realising that she really likes Josh She too. likes Josh, yeah. And that's kind of, so she's kind of extra hurt now as well because there's just all these other feelings. Yes. Oh. And speaking of Josh, he's in disguise. <laughs> he's a, he's in the cafeteria. I don't know if it's the next day or uh, whatever, but yeah. he's trying to avoid Bruce. So he's wearing a baseball cap so Bruce won't see him. Yeah. And he, he basically sneaks over. <laughs> it's a magic baseball cap that makes him invisible. <laughs> he makes his way through the crowd to talk to Liz and ask if she's seen Julie. And he's like, don't look up. I need to talk before they see us. Don't pretend you don't know me. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then he tells us, oh, I fancy Julie, more or less. And then yeah. again, he's smiling. He's like, oh, I really like her. It's like, well, you fucked up there, mate. Yeah, so she's furious with you. <laughs> yes. And then they notice that the other pledges are in the cafeteria and they're being forced to wait on the students. Yeah. And Bruce, of course, spots Josh. His disguise is not good enough. <laughs> and he's like, well, 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 skipping out on a sh- wait- waiting shift. And Liz hopes that Josh will defy Bruce. But of course, Josh's like, oh, I guess I'll just see what the pledge is this yeah. time. And then Bruce spies Judy. Oh, yeah. He- Judy, I think, is sitting on her own. Mm. Um, yeah, so when he spots her, he decides that... Uh, yeah, this is really stupid. He decides that 
uh, Josh's punishment for trying to avoid this current mm. pledge nonsense is to go he gives him like three dollars and tells him to go buy loads of jelly yeah from the from the counter and then bring it to Julie and that's a prank on her somehow yeah. I don't get it <laughs> like, I guess it'll just bring more attention to yeah. Julie like it'll make her the centre of attention but really it's like a plate full of jelly like okay deadly thanks yeah. for all the jelly jelly's <laughs> lovely okay <laughs> Thanks Thanks. for all the just sound. Uh, Give us a spoon. (laughs) (laughs) Got the ice cream. Yeah. But then he says no, because he knows that he will humiliate her. Yeah. Um, And Bruce is like, "What? You don't don't do this one. You can't be in the fraternity." And uh, he's like, "I've got a countdown. You better get over there and do it." So he counts down. Before he hits one, Josh sort of like has a clear revelation. (laughs) But he goes over to the counter. He gets out the Jello. Yeah. And Bruce is like. My my minion is obeying me. Yeah. And it looks like he's walking over towards Julie, but then suddenly he turns <laughs> and he walks over to Bruce. <laughs> and what does he do? He dumps it all in Bruce's lap, which is a waste of jelly, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but it is worth it because Bruce literally says, Ah, my new pants! <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and everybody thinks it's hilarious. So Bruce, As, Bruce well, has been made a fool of. Yes, and Bruce is like, you'll pay for this, Bowen. And he's literally <laughs> led away by his minions who are giving him all this advice on like, my mom uses vinegar to yeah. get stains. <laughs> and Josh doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. And then he, he approaches Julie. He's like, I need to talk to you. And they go outside and then they just burst out laughing. Yeah, I suppose it is, it is everything's funny, fine. I guess. Yeah, but um, yeah, they kind of make up and he, he apologises. Yes, and they kiss and he says, oh, that's the second best kiss I ever had. And she's like, second best? He's like, oh, there was some girl I met at a party. I didn't get her it's name. Like, it's a bit soon to be joking about yeah. that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but there they are, happy ever after, never to be seen again. And yeah. Josh doesn't give a shit about the fraternity anymore. Yeah. Hooray. Okay, good. Finally, Jesus. Yep. And that's it for them. <sighs> Forever. Yeah. Well, actually, no, because they're in the next scene. Oh, shit. But very briefly, they're not in the next book. We're nearly there, Jesus. They're not in the next book. Uh, It's play night. And of course, Liz is there with her new pals who she won't be hanging out with in, (laughs) you know, in uh, a day in the next book. Jess, of course, has been a massive hit. She's a smash hit, yeah. Of course. And she comes out to take her bow with a massive, you know, pirouette across the stage. Yeah, so she gets to do a good bit of, like, proper dancing at the very end. It's like, see, I can actually do all this. And she gets a standing (laughs) ovation, which is going to go to her head oh and make her even worse everybody loves her and uh, Jess is congratulated by everyone including Danielle who says she wouldn't have been as good and Jess asks her if Bruce is there and Danielle says are you kidding after the things he did Mm-mm. you were literally Mm-mm. looking at her at him admiringly yeah I couldn't believe some of the cruel things he did and it's like you were laughing you were in on this you were egging him on yeah literally you were going oh you're so bad and like yeah. Oh. And looking at him admiringly. Admiringly. Get the fuck out of here, Daniel. Only after he has been humiliated with jelly on his trousers yeah. and going, ah, my pants. Have, have <laughs> oh, now she's out. Okay, yeah, fine. Mm. <laughs> yeah, good riddance, Daniel. You mm. won't be seen again either. No. Um, and uh, Julie's like, oh, Bruce? Bruce who? Sick bird. <laughs> and Jess asks if Mr. Jaworski is going to join them at the cast party in Casey's and he's like oh I can't handle that diet breaker oh yeah that's like a big ridiculous Sunday, Sunday. that they do <laughs> yes that made Josh puke no. so uh, in the lobby Jess uh, says hi to Amy and Lila and co uh, before she heads off to the cast party and she sees they're passing something around yeah and when Mr. Jaworski comes out they kind of like Amy Hi. kind of hides it behind her back so they're kind of up to something and she's like oh no 
I don't have anything here. Yeah. Mr. Jaworski's like, you should audition for the next play, Amy. <laughs> You're a good actress. Yeah. yeah. And Jess has to leave, but she's intrigued. Mm. She can't wait to find out what Amy's up to. Yeah. And that is the end. That's it. <laughs> so, do we have any stats and outfits after that dramatic tale? It was dramatic. Oh, well, actually, I'll just read out for the, oh, for, course, the, the yes. for the next one is uh, find out what the excitement is all about in Sweet Valley High number 48, Slam Book Fever. We basically have found out what the excitement is. It's Slam Book Fever. It, yeah, it's pretty you, you wouldn't know what a Slam Book was. Self-explanatory. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know until I read this. No. Well, um, okay, so we have, oh yeah, this is not good. The Blondness only got two mentions. What? Blue Green Eyes only got one. I think this might be a new low. It's a new low. <laughs> I know. I yeah. am so disappointed. It's not good. Um, Julie blushes six times. That is a lot. She's excessive. Wow. <laughs> um, well, they do blush easily in this school. <laughs> we do know that. In terms of outfits, we have Alice uh, early on in the book. Uh, we get a mention of her blonde hair cut in a page boy style. Oh, I could just see it. Yeah. Bit of a jo- like Joanna Lumley in the 70s mm. look. Yes, yeah. Good. My mum had a page boy haircut. It's well. a classy look. Yeah. I like it. Uh, yeah, so she's wearing a stylish paisley silk dress, which is just short enough to show her lean, athletic calves, <laughs> and was gathered at a waist, which is every bit as slender as the twins. Oh, of course, <laughs> lest you lest you think that the perimenopause has any effect on Alice, it will not. Not Alice Wakefield, that's no. for sure. I imagine that dress is purple for some reason. That's a mental image I got. Yeah, yeah I could go with that. Okay, could see it. Uh, Jessica, when she is practicing her ballet in the basement, uh, mm, she has yeah. her hair put into a neat ponytail. She wears a loose pink T-shirt with the sleeves and neck cut away, oh. and the faded words "American Ballet Theatre" printed across the front. Her sweatpants were rolled up. <laughs> of course, they were. I would wear a pale eighties American Ballet Theatre. Quite a look, yeah. T-shirt. Good. Uh, then Danielle, when she is in the shop, when uh, Jessica is buying leotards. Um, Danielle comes out of a dressing room wearing a similar leotard in white with <gasps> cream coloured tights and ankle warmers. ankle warmers she's very ballet Barbie isn't she isn't she <laughs> you can just see it gleaming a symphony in cream mm, and then other than that oh there's just kind of the, the pledges at the party um, the stupid shit that they're wearing one of them is wearing a propeller cap oh. Um, Where do you get them these days? I, I wonder. Know, I don't know. Uh, another a fright mask, which is—is is that just a scary mask? I guess so. Fright mask. Um, another a three-piece suit that looked about two sizes too small. Hmm, that's so, quite good actually. Yeah, the costume. Not bad. Uh, so that was it mm. for Troublemaker. What was that? It had Bruce back to his old self. Yeah, with a new face. Oh, well, I think the less I'd read that, the better. I think we're going to pretend that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. It's not canon, that cover. Uh, it had a lot of slightly incoherent internal monologues from mm-hmm. Josh. Good bit of sexual harassment. Uh, it had a sex room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I still um, kind of, you know, am I a fuddy-duddy to think that they're a bit young? <laughs> Said to adults, yes. 60 year olds, no. I really don't. I think they're just too young for like it. I'm sorry. I think they're just too young. Um, if you have any thoughts on the slightly outre partying habits of the Sweet values, um, do let us know. We always love hearing from you. Uh, we are at SVH Podcast on Twitter. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And you can follow the network and find out about all the other great podcasts at uh, HS Pod Network and at This Headstuff. And we will be back in two weeks. Mm. When we find out what <laughs> out what happens when Sweet Valley High comes down with <laughs> Slam Book Fever. See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.
Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. 